Hey guys, this is your host, Armin Prasher, and you're listening to Literal Talks. I just wanted to welcome you guys back to the podcast as we finished our second eight-week time frame, rather seven-week time frame. I need to figure out a better phrase for that. Anyways, we finished our second seven-week time frame in our last episode as Scythe easily and very clearly beat up Thunderhead to win our second ever novel prize award. Now, with that said, we will be starting our third seven-week time frame here today, but this one will be a lot different than our first two. Since I just thought, like I've said previously um, last episode, I just thought that we've been covering a lot of fiction, science fiction, and thrill set of books, and while they're great, while I love reading them, I feel like we're constricting ourselves and limiting ourselves to only one genre and I really wanted to step out and try something different and you know cover something different on the podcast so that I appeal to a larger you know group of viewers and because of that I decided to go and move to some non-fiction novels and even though I'm not a huge non-fiction reader I have read a few of them and I have enjoyed most of the ones that I have read so because of that today we'll be co- covering a very special non-fiction uh, book that I just recently read and was recommended to me and I absolutely loved it it was an amazing book to read, probably one of the best ever nonfiction books that I have read, and it was an incredible memoir and almost a autobiography, I could say, um, about Trevor Noah. I- I'm sure you guys know him. He is an extremely famous comedian and the host of The Daily Show. So for the next three weeks, we'll be covering his book on the podcast as uh, the book's name is Trevor Noah Born a Crime. If you don't know the book, I would 100% uh, guarantee you guys to read it. It is such an enlightening book. It is a brilliant read. And even though it covers pretty dark and pretty hard-hitting topics like racism um, and segregation, uh, the way that uh, Trevor uh, Noah has told the story is so lighthearted and it, it is it has a bit of a comedic touch to it. So because of that, uh, this book is so much more engaging to read. And it's much more different than other books who cover darker topics like these since they, you know, discuss Uh, saddening and a bit more depressing stories and even though uh, his story isn't exactly great it is you know one of those stories but because of the way that he's written this novel and his narration of it is so so good that it makes it such a good book to read and like I said it, it was an absolute joy to read and I had such a good time reading it so because of that i thought that we should cover it on the podcast and that is exactly what we're going to be starting today as we will be covering his book born a crime the first half of it now this episode will also look different here as it's sort of hard to do a summary of the book and split it up in halves and um the technical and clinical review will also look different for this novel since of course uh, characters, plot, all of that goes out of the window. So uh, you'll see. I have something different planned for this episode here today. So without any further ado, thank you guys for clicking on this episode, and I hope you enjoy what we have for today as we get into a brilliant nonfiction book written by Trevor Noah, Born a Crime. Here we go. Alright guys, so to begin this episode, I actually didn't want to start with the summary. Instead, I want to spend some time just talking about how the episodes for not only uh, Born a Crime would work, but also for any nonfiction autobiography uh, memoir type of book that we cover on the podcast. Since, of course, 
um, the elements that we cover and the things that we can discuss in the episode are going to be uh, much different for nonfiction than they are for fiction. Because uh, when someone is telling their own story, of course, many of the things that we discuss for fictional novels just go out the window. For example, uh, with uh, Trevor Noah's book, we aren't going to be discussing uh, character writing in it. We aren't going to be discussing a plot or we aren't going to be discussing... Um, you know, things like climax um, or introduction or conclusion or any of those things. So because of that, I just feel that I need to take some time to uh, set down, you know, like the base of how these episodes are going to work. Since the next book that we're also going to cover after this is also going to be another nonfiction memoir. So I need to just lay down the facts right now so that we don't have anything um, sort of clashing with uh, our agenda and how we do things on the episodes um, when we come to that book as well. So in order to do that, let's start first with a summary and, you know, see together how we can tweak that and how we can change it so that it not only encompasses fictional novels, but it also works for non-fictional novels. So what I was thinking was that instead of doing or rather splitting up the book in halves and, you know, talking about half of the book in one episode, half of the book in the next. And of course, the review episode is the last episode and the third where we, um, of course, review and rate the book. So rather than actually splitting up and, uh, you know, dividing the book into halves, I was thinking that if we just take some time in this very first episode to, you know, just do an all out summary and just briefly summarize the book for what it is because of course non-fictional summaries are going to be a lot shorter because there aren't that many layers to it now i'm not saying they're not complicated non-fiction books are just as deep and of course even you could argue they're more deeper than fictional books what i'm saying is that in terms of plot uh what there is to summarize the content that there is to summarize i feel it's easier to do or summarize non-fictional books in one go and in one episode than it is for fictional books since i just feel that there's a lot more happening in fictional books because multiple strands of the storyline are being followed while in non-fictional books there is only one main story and that is of course the story of the author usually if you are reading a memoir or an autobiography so because of that i feel that if we do this one large summary of the entire book it's going to be a lot easier so that's what i'll be doing today where instead of dividing born and crime up into two different parts i'll only be doing one general summary since um i feel that will work better and it will make more sense since i don't really want to focus more on uh, the technical side of things when we we're talking about non-fictional books instead i want to focus more on the emotions and the themes that can be drawn out uh from this book's writing so now speaking of that then comes a discussion of the thematic segment and how that is going to look of course when you are talking about non-fictional books Almost all of the themes that are covered in those books and in memoirs are always um, relatable and are always uh, reflective of what's going on in society right now. And they really connect to everything that's happening around us in the world currently. So because of that, I feel that I it would only do justice if I spend uh, much more time actually talking about the themes in Born a Crime and in our next novel, which is just as good, which I'll be introducing in a few episodes. So because of that, I actually want to take a lot more time and go into a lot more depth and just uh, draw a lot of focus onto the thematic discussion uh, for uh, this seven-week time period. Now, speaking of that, that'll, that'll, of course, lessen the amount of time that we spend on um, 
say, the technical and clinical review. Since, like I said, many of the aspects of a, the technical and clinical writing don't really apply to non-fictional writing. Because, of course, can't really talk about plot, can't really talk about characters, can't really talk about character arcs. So that really almost eliminates all of that segment. And because of that, I feel that it would only do justice if I um, almost just took it out. Because I feel that instead of, you know, just trying to keep my agenda the same for fictional and non-fictional, I think that I need to be flexible enough that I can change and alter the way I do these episodes. So that I can uh, really discuss each book to its greatest depth and really do justice to my discussions for each and every book. And by that, I mean, of course, altering my strategy uh, for whatever b- that book you know demands or uh, what works for that book. So because of that, the main announcement I actually wanted to make here today was that for this book and for any nonfiction book or especially memoirs and autobiographies in the future, I will be taking out the technical and clinical review section completely. Since, you know, most of that is just talking about the writing of the novel. And I feel, again, that isn't something that I really want to focus in on when talking about nonfiction books. I want to more focus in on, like I said, the thema- the themes, um, the emotions and uh, the understanding and the knowledge that can be drawn from these books. Since, since they're just so rich with experience and with understanding. And there's so much that you can learn and understand when you read a non-fictional novel. So because of that, I will be eliminating the technical and clinical review for now. It will be back when we go back to uh, the fictional realm of things. But uh, as things stand right now, there will be no technical or clinical review in today's episode. And for the rest of the episodes of Born a Crime and the next book that we discuss as well. And also... Our summaries, like I said, are going to be a lot uh, shorter. Thematic discussions are going to go up in, in the time I spend in them. And um, like I said, technical clinical review is going to have to be cut. And because of that, uh, the last thing I actually wanted to talk about before we get into that summary was the fact that our reviewing episodes are also, of course, going, going to look a lot more diverse, I would say, and much more different than uh, what we're becoming used to. Again, because of the fact that two, I would say, of those four grading elements aren't really applicable and don't really make sense when you talk about non-fictional writing. For example, if you talk about plot again or characters again, doesn't really make sense. And it just doesn't do justice to the book to include that. You aren't going to talk about plot when someone is talking about how they grew up and their childhood. You're not going to talk about characters when it's just their story and how they dealt with challenges and how they overcame obstacles that they faced as they grew up. So because of that, since it's, it's, it's their story, there obviously aren't going to be a huge cast of characters. So it just doesn't make any sense to include those two uh, elements in those episodes as well. So because of that, I will also be chopping those out for um, our reviews on these two books in our seven-week time frame, meaning, of course, that the... Um, the, the lost my bit there. Sorry, uh, but the the elements of um impact and tone are of course gonna really skyrocket in and how much um they're worth. And since they are the ones that can really be transferred and are transferable between fictional and non-fictional writing, and to compensate for the loss of plot and characters, I will do some more research and I will try to find two other elements that we can uh, incorporate into our reviewing episodes for uh, non-fiction books as well, since I want to keep it at four and I want to keep... 
the weight of each element the same as well since I don't want to completely change the way I do things. I still want to keep some uniformity and some similarities between fictional and non-fictional episodes on the podcast. And yeah, I just wanted to say that. I know that's a lot and I was talking really fast here, but uh, I think that all of that needed to be uh, sorted out and I needed to uh, convey that to you guys before we actually begin the episode because of course uh, we are going to be doing things differently when we're talking about non-fictional books like I just said, for the last 10 minutes almost. So with that out of the way, and with that overview sort of laid down and that base laid down, we can finally start building on that and officially begin our episode with a quick summary of the entire book of Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Let's go. Alright guys, so let's actually kick off this episode with a quick summary of, like I said, the entire book of Born a Crime this time since, you know, like we discussed, I won't be splitting up the summaries this time. I would rather just be doing one overarching summary of the entire book in the first episode itself, which is what I'll be going on to do right away. But before I do do that, again, just a reminder that this episode isn't going to be as well-defined in terms of segments. It's it's not going to be as organized and as formal. It's just going to be more of an informal discussion where I just you know, rather than really organizing it into specific segments, it's more just going to be an episode where I just share some of my thoughts about this book with you guys, since, you know, we are excluding one of our main segments uh, in the form of the technical and clinical review. We, of course, lose some of that uniformity and some of that organization there. And because of that, I just want to keep this episode a bit more relaxed, a bit more, you know, laid back as it'll just mostly just be me talking to you guys about this book, my thoughts about it. And just, yeah, overall, just discussing some information uh, about uh, about the book with you guys in this segment. And then, of course, the next segment, which will also be our last Hard to imagine that, but it will be, as that will be our thematic discussion where we'll be talking about one of the three pre-selected themes of uh, Born a Crime. And we'll, you know, take some time to discuss those themes. From there, that will be a wrap on this episode as I'll quickly conclude it with a quick conclusion. And yeah, we'll be done for this week and I'll be back next week with our part two for Born a Crime. Anyways, for some time until we get to that part. And before we do, let's just quickly summarize an amazing book in the form of Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Alright guys, so to start off my summary for this incredible, incredible novel, I just wanted to say the first thing, the very first thing that I noticed about this novel, right from the very first sentence, or not, rather the very first page I would say, since that was when I really actually noticed Uh, this detail and this was that even though you know right from the start you can tell going into the novel that it is a novel that is you know centered around some pretty deep themes it talks about things like uh, the uh, the apartheid government within South Africa it talks about uh, many different forms of racism uh, social uh, systemic and to some extent personalized racism as well so you know in combination of uh, apartheid and racism of course you do expect it to be a deep and a um 
you know, like I said, a deep, uh, hard-hitting novel. But at the same time, it also has uh, another combination of themes as it also talks about uh, resiliency and it talks about the qualities of being resilient and perseverant and pushing through any obstacles or any problems or any challenges that life throws at you. More particularly, it talks about uh, pushing through challenges and being resilient by the help of family support. It talks about, uh, uh, you know, leaning on a loved one uh, on in times of struggle and, you know, guiding yourself and them through that time. And as well as, you know, other things like uh, being resilient through humor, being resilient through comedy, being resilient through a faith in God and religion. And it ta- see, so there's just a variety of themes that are covered in the novel. And of course, this is reflective since these are the themes that uh, Trevor Noah noticed as he grew up and in his upbringing and his childhood. Now, if you look at those themes and if you think about those themes, you know, if you think about themes like a resiliency in the face of challenges, uh, perseverance in the face of obstacles, if you think and connect that to themes like uh, apartheid, if you connect that to themes like systemic racism, of course, going into the novel, you are going to be thinking that you are going in for a deep read. You are going in for a book that is going to be, you know heavy it's going to be a heavy read uh there are going to be some dark topics discussed and going into it you prepare yourself that you know i'm going to be in that mental state where i am reading about these topics and i'm reading stories connect connected to these topics so i'm going to be in uh, almost a bit of a disturbed mind uh, mindset as i read this book so you know you sort of have to pace yourself uh when you start thinking like that since you know when you read heavy books of course, when there are topics discussed like these, you have to pace yourself. You do have to take breaks as you read books uh, like this because, of course, if you read it in a couple of sittings, you are going to over overwhelm yourself with these themes. And that was exactly the mindset that I had going into this book. I was preparing myself that, okay, I'm going. it's, it's going to be a longer read than usual. I can't just rip through this book uh, like I do with other fictional novels. This, I'm going to have to pace myself. This is going to be more of a slower read. Maybe I'll finish it in three or four weeks we'll see but when i started this book i was completely taken aback since i was expecting a serious tone i was expecting you know since it is covering those dark themes like i said i was expecting that more not monotonous but like i said more more of a serious um writing i was expecting more more of a serious uh, narration but instead what i got completely took me by shock i got a lighthearted book i got a comedic uh form of narration i got a jovial tone and i was just completely surprised by that since i really wasn't expecting that because you know if you think about that if uh because you know, lighthearted writing isn't what you usually connect with themes like racism. And I wasn't really expecting that. I was because, you know, the other books that I have read, uh, con- uh, you know, concerning these topics have been those serious, uh, those hard hitting, those heavy books. And so this was just an extremely big surprise to me since I was just like I said, I, I was very taken aback by this revelation that this book was written in a more lighthearted tone. Uh, because, you know, Trevor Noah is being positive and he is writing this book with positive reinforcement. He isn't feeling sorry for himself as he reads, uh, as he writes this. He's just writing it from a neutral background. He's writing it even from a positive uh, background, I would almost say. He isn't trying to be, you know, like I said, he isn't trying to say that his childhood was hard growing up. And in no way is he being biased towards his childhood or any other challenges or obstacles that he had to overcome. And that was extremely pleasing for me since when you have a book that is written in a neutral tone, 
the author's, you know, natural instincts and that author's natural tone and way of writing comes through. And that's exactly what you see in this book, that you see that Trevor Noah is a naturally comedic person. And that is reflected in his writing, since even though he's talking about these topics, since he's coming from a neutral uh, standpoint, and he, he, because he's not trying to be biased in any way in his writing, you can see that natural tone and that natural personality coming through in his writing as you, as you know, that's of course reflected in him telling jokes during tough situations, like a variety of tough situations that he was in, uh, in the, the parameter of this book. And that was just incredible to me since like I've said multiple times, I was extremely surprised by that. And that was just unique for me since, you know, when I read a book with deep themes and when I read a book with themes like racism, with themes like segregation, with themes like racial prejudice, discrimination, what I'm looking to do, you know, again, this is my personal opinion, but what I'm looking to do is gain more wisdom, gain more knowledge. And I'm trying to read from a person, uh, from a person's perspective who has had to go through these things so that I can learn about different, you know, ideologies, different uh, and actually see uh, what the thoughts of the people are who have gone through all of these racial challenges. So when I go into a book like that, I'm going in solely to understand, gain more knowledge, gain a different perspective so that I can be more well-informed in my understanding and I can be more well-versed in topics like racism, topics like segregation. So that was what I was expecting that, okay, this might not be an extremely entertaining read, but it's going to be an extremely... Um, rich read with a uh, rich with intelligent intelligence rich with knowledge and that that's what i was expecting but again I, I got that entertainment factor as well since because of that writing you get that combination of knowledge you get that combination and you are conveyed with a lot of understanding you do learn different perspectives in, you know, from the perspective of a person who has gone through all of these difficult times but at the same time you're also entertained in the writing and that for me is a perfect win-win situation that I am gaining new insights, I'm gaining new understanding, I'm learning something from the read, but at the same time, I'm also entertained, I'm loving what I'm reading, and this for me was a perfect read because it was that unusual combination of a book that is rich with understanding, rich with ideas, rich with wisdom, but it's also full of entertainment, full of fun writing, and that was just so great for me because this was... Like I said, I, I was just so happy with what I found in this book because this book for me was just breathtaking in my opinion because, you know, you get to read a book from the perspective of a person who has had to go through all these challenges yet at the same time you see that they're still so positive and they're still happy with where they are and they're just thankful for all the success that they've found and that for me was extremely pleasing and it was just a feel-good book for me as I was just happy and I was just enjoying myself as I read this book and you know it, it, had, it draws a lot of emotions from you and like I said this was just an incredible read for me and I was just extremely happy that I decided to pick up this book and cover this on my podcast. Anyways, that was a bit of a rant there. But now, for a general introduction to the book, a general summary, since there isn't a lot to summarize, it's a story of a young Trevor Noah, you know, navigating this world of racial segregation, of racial bias. But, you know, the general background of the story is that, you know, Trevor Noah is a kid who, by law, isn't supposed to be born, since he's born to a black African mother, as well as a white father. And of course, 
at that time, at the time of apartheid when that existed, uh, sexual relations between black uh, people and white people weren't supposed to exist. So in terms of his birth, it was a crime. And hence the title of the book. And, you know, the rest of the book is just a collection since it is a memoir, it is just a collection of segments from his childhood that really reflect um, the society that he, that he grew up in. You know, it reflected the cruelty of apartheid. It, re- it reflected what uh, systemic racism, the harsh effects that it can have on an entire community. And it was just a brilliant book of a loving bond between a mother and her child. Since uh, Trevor Noah's mother, you know, for anyone who hasn't read the book, is one of the main, you know, almost heroes in this book. As she is the one who really pushes and really tries her hardest to get her son out of this world of poverty, out of this world of, uh, you know, sadness and out of, you know, this world where black people are considered less than white people in this government setting and, you know, make sure that he has all the tools and she gives him all the tools in terms of the values and the morals and the understanding that she conveys to her son to make sure that he can reach those highest levels of success. And it's just an incredible story of a loving relationship between an extremely loving mother and her loving child. And it's their story of how they try to survive and how they try to learn and grow and support each other through these tough times. And it's just an incredible, incredible book as it draws so many emotions from you. I'm sure that if anyone has read this book, you will be anger, you will be angry, you will be sad, you will be crying, and you will at the same time, when everything works out, you will be happy, you will be joyful for Trevor Noah, you will be joyful for his mother and because of that, I feel not not really a summary, but uh, yeah, this book was just brilliant for me since it was just such a great book that covered a wide array of themes as it gave me so much in one book. And I'm just extremely thankful that I picked up this book and, you know, the impact that it's had on my life and on me since the times where I finally finished the book has been immense. And yeah, I'll leave it there. Like I said, it wasn't going to be a whole formal summary since with memoirs and with autobiographies, I just feel that there isn't a lot to summarize. It is their story and how they came over obstacles, how they learned from the obstacles, how they, how they grew and the environment that they grew up in. And yeah, that that's the book. There isn't a lot to really summarize. So instead, I decided to take some time in uh, this segment to, you know, instead just talk about my opinions and just the impact and the relevance that this book has had on me and my personal uh ideologies and my personality since I've put it down. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. Like I said, not a formal summary, just me conveying my thoughts and just sharing my thoughts with you guys. And from now, let's go on to our longer segment, our more formalized segment, as we discuss the first of three main themes that are, you know, I've already uh, picked out of the four major ones that I actually found to be covered in this book. So without any further ado, let's go on to our extremely anticipated, at least for me, uh, thematic discussion. Let's go ahead with that. 
Alright guys, so moving along and continuing on our journey in this episode, we of course get to our next segment and one of my favorite segments, like I've said multiple times before, uh, that I do and that I uh, make up on this podcast, and that is of course our thematic discussion. Now, as you know, we of course have, um, because, you know, time limit and to make the uh, episodes more organized, I have of course decided to do three themes from every single book that we do, and and that will be continuing on with uh, Trevor Noah, Born in Kramer's Rell, as the three themes that I've selected here are the themes of love and, you know, family bonding and how that can help you through tough times, as well as the theme of resiliency, finding resiliency, finding perseverance through coping mechanisms, and finally, the last theme of identity and belonging. Now, as you can see, we do have three extremely interesting and captivating themes to discuss on the podcast. And before we get into our first theme for today, which I'll just mention in a few minutes, I actually wanted to discuss the thematic choices in general that are been that have been made by Trevor Noah in on you know in his book. And my opinion on this is that this book is brilliant in almost every aspect, in my opinion. But one that really sticks out to me is its thematic choices because of the fact that there are multiple major themes that are covered throughout the novel, but they are so different, yet they, uh, you know, ebb and flow within and between each other so effortlessly. For example, he has heavier themes, you know, like the themes of racism, uh, apartheid, uh, segregation, and discrimination and prejudice within his book as well. But then he also has other more positive themes like identity and belonging, as well as love and family upbringing and resiliency. And I feel that this is combination of uh, heavier uh, themes, you know, sort of balanced out with more cheerful and more positively reinforcing themes makes the thematic choices for this book and makes the thematic scheme in this book so, so great. And I just love that about this book that uh, Trevor Noah decided to go with this combination of themes. And like I said, I, I just found it brilliant in the way that these themes, you know, uh, interacted with each-, with each other and how the writing of these themes just, like I said, flowed effortlessly and beautifully. And the transitions between these themes was just brilliant. Now, of course, taking that into account, you might have just noticed that I said a whole bunch of themes that are covered in the novel. There are resiliency, perseverance, identity, racism, segregation, love, family upbringing. So there's a ton and ton of themes that are covered in the novel. So because of that, I, of course, had an extremely hard task on my hand as I had to boil down my coverage to just three of these. And now, because of that, I chose the three that... I really haven't covered on the podcast before. These are three that, you know, these are three areas, I would say, that we haven't really ventured into with the podcast discussion before. So because of that, I have chosen the themes of love and family upbringing and the theme of identity and belonging. And finally, the theme of how we can cope and how we can be resilient through things like humor, through things like religion and all that and, you know, other coping mechanisms that we use and how does that help us be resilient when we're going through tough times and when we are facing up against obstacles. And yeah, those are the three themes that I have chosen for the podcast uh, in terms of this book. And today, the theme that we'll be uh, focusing on and discussing is the theme of identity and belonging. 
since that is one of the themes that really captivated me and drew my attention uh, as I read this novel. So without anything else said, the themes of love, family, upbringing, and resiliency through coping mechanisms will have to wait, as today we will be focusing on the extremely interesting and captivating theme of identity and belonging. So without anything else said, let's get into our discussion for our very first theme in this brilliant memoir written by Trevor Noah, Born a Crime. Alright guys, so to start off our discussion on this theme, I actually just wanted to focus on what uh, Trevor Noah discusses in the book and how it relates to this theme, and then my opinions on it, rather than, you know, like I've done with other themes like religion and uh, science, you know, just going straight to my opinions, I actually wanted to spend a lot of time discussing how Trevor Noah actually incorporated this theme into his writing scheme, because I feel that with nonfiction, again, there isn't, there is a lot to talk about there in terms of the emotions and the thematic writing. So I feel that this is one of the themes that is the more obvious theme that is discussed uh, within Born a Crime, since, you know, throughout his life and throughout his childhood, Trevor Noah struggles with his identity and struggles to find a place where he fits in with, within society. Because of the fact that he is a uh, colored child, you know, where his mother is uh, black while his father is white. So, you know, he struggles with the fact where does he fit in into these different social groups. Uh, for example, does he go and play with the black kids or does he go and play with the white kids or does he go and play with the colored kids? And, you know, this, again, is a byproduct of apartheid and what that did to uh, South African uh, civilization since kids and people like uh, Trevor Noah struggled with their identity and, you know, really were confused and struggled to find a place where they belonged since, you know, if uh, there's so many examples within the book where Trevor Noah discusses this, but for example, if he does go and, uh, you know, hang out with the black kids, they of course accept him. But again, there is that thought in the back of their minds that he, he, he is a colored kid. He doesn't really fit in with his skin color. Similarly, if he goes to the white kids, the same thing happens. And, you know, it's just that struggle within him to find a place where he fits in. And that was extremely hard hitting for me since I really felt that even not not particularly because I've had a struggle with my identity or I've struggled to find a place where I belong, but rather because, you know, it was a story of a little kid who was trying to find a place where he belonged because it had nothing to do with him. It was all uh, this, you know, this system and this uh, ideology that was created by this government that was put into place that of course being the apartheid system and i was just you know blown away that because this was one aspect of uh, systemic racism that i never really considered you know how it affects individual lives of little children and how they struggle to find a place where they belong and find a place where they can you know truly feel like themselves because again, another point that he brings up is that even though his most obvious choice would be to go and, you know, sort of familiarize himself with uh, the colored kids, as they're called uh, in his book, he struggles there as well, since, 
you know, there is this discrimination and there is a stereotype created against a colored kids that since, you know, they're sort of the outcasts of society, since they aren't really supposed to exist, they are, you know, they have instead turned to violence and drugs and, you know, gangs. And that is not the personality of Trevor at all throughout the book. And as we see him, you know, develop and go through his upbringing and childhood. So again, the, the, the group where society expects him to fit into, he doesn't fit in there either. So... It's just a brilliant story of this kid trying to find uh, the place where he fits in because the place where society wants him to fit in, his personality doesn't align with uh, that, you know, group's beliefs. And the place where he wants to fit in, society doesn't really allow him to fit in there either since according to society rules and social cues, he isn't supposed to be hanging out with those kids either. And, you know, even though there are other deeper themes like racism, systemic racism, internalized racism at play in this book, this one just really spoke to me because I was just blown away, like I said, because this wasn't uh, a perspective that I really looked at before when I was talking about racism or when I've thought about systemic racism and the effect that it can have. Because, you know, this story just really gave me an opportunity to look at what it can do to individual lives and how it can create struggles, mental struggles and emotional struggles for a specific person, uh, you know, because of these social groups and social classes that are created due to the apartheid in South Africa, but just due to systemic racism as a whole. And I don't know, that, that theme just really spoke to me and I really felt that. And, you know, again, it's sort of hard to describe and it's sort of past words, but I was just really hit hard by the theme of, you know, him trying to find uh, identity and find the place where he belongs. And, you know, the role that his mother actually played in that was extremely incredible as well, since, you know, that the theme of community all and community love also comes into that as, you know, him and his mother were a big part of their, their church communities uh, in South Africa. And again, that's that was just another layer added to uh, Trevor Noah's identity and his personality as, you know, all he, from a young age, it, it just surprised me that he had to deal with so much, you know, social clues, social classes, and all of this uh, being pinned down or on an eight and nine year old kid was just incredible to think about. And it really put things into perspective that, you know, how lucky I am and, um, you know, how lucky I am to be born into a country or be born in a place where I have never had to think about my identity, where I always know that, you know, wherever I go, I will be, ex- ex- uh, you know, ex- accepted, where that wasn't the case with Trevor. He had to find a place where he could truly feel like he belonged. And, you know, that was just a theme that even though it wasn't the most deep theme, like it wasn't the deepest theme that is discussed in the book, the themes of identity have always just really spoken to me since, you know, there are yeah, like I said, it, it it's hard to put into words since, you know, I can't really put my feelings into words, but this one just really hit me different than the others. And, you know, it was one of the reasons that I actually wanted to discuss this since this was just personal, more personalized for me. I, I, I can't really explain why again, but this was just one of my favorite themes and one of the themes that really drew me in the most and the one of the themes that I was following extremely closely as I read the book. And I just loved how, you know, his identity and his belonging and his personality eventually evolved uh, into a person that is a mix of all these classes and is a mix of all this, you know, 
He's a mix of poverty. He's a mix of the black community in South Africa. He's a mix of the colored community. He's a mix of the white community. And it was just an incredible story of this kid, you know, becoming a mixture because he couldn't fit in in one specific place. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there because like I said, it's it's complicated for me to explain and I can't really explain it. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. This was a theme that real, was personal for me and it really spoke to me. Uh, again, I don't really know why since... I've never had that kind of struggle and I don't know what that struggle is like. But for some reason, I was just extremely captivated and uh, almost drew, uh, drew, uh, drawn in like a magnet. Uh, yeah, it, it was just an incredible read and it, it was just an incredible theme that was incorporated into uh, his writing scheme. And yeah, I'll leave it there because, like I said, I, I can't really uh, say too much more about it since, uh, you know, I can't really put my feelings and put my thoughts into words about this theme since it was a lot more than just a theme for me. So yeah, I'll leave it there. It was an incredible read. It was, again, like I said, it was an incredible theme that was just a joy to read within a book that was otherwise covering more heavier and sort of more uh, deeper themes. Uh, the theme of identity and belonging was just a nice little break and it just sort of stuck out for me and yeah like I said that was why I wanted to cover this theme first since this was the one that I felt drawn to the most like I've said and not that I didn't like the other themes but this is just the one that I really was looking out for and I was just really following his story uh, as he tried to find his identity and as he tried to find his purpose in the community and yeah like I said this was just an incredible theme that I was so happy was incorporated into his writing and yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. That's our first theme covered. Again, I didn't give you guys too much of my opinions, but I hope you got a good idea of what this theme meant to me and how he discussed this theme in the book and, you know, just what the role this theme plays in Trevor's life and in his, you know, progression from a child to an adult in his current world. And yeah, I'll leave it there. That will also be the end of our episode as we quickly... Let's go and wrap up this episode with a quick, quick conclusion. Let's go. But yeah, guys, that will be a wrap and that will be it for our first ever non-fictional episode that was covering a non-fictional memoir written by Trevor Noah. I hope you enjoyed our coverage on it. I was, of course, this book meant a lot to me and I was incredibly, you know, awestruck almost as I read this book as you could see in my thematic discussion and my summary for the book as well and coming up next week we of course have our second episode covering Born a Crime as in that we will continue our discussion on the themes as we will go on to discuss some of the more deeper themes that are covered within the book but yeah for now that is it from my side be sure to follow the podcast on whichever podcasting app you prefer and please spread the word about the podcast as that really helps me grow and it really helps the podcast you know be available to more people and more people become aware of the podcast and of course our listener and our um, base starts to grow and our family of course grows in size as well with that said that will be it for my side again i'll be posting another episode next saturday so be sure that you tune in for that but yeah guys that is it from my side this is your host armin Prasher signing off and you just heard literal talks i'll see you guys in the next one bye bye